Get jolted into electrifying health and well-being with The Jolt Files. A spark of inspiration that will ignite your body and mind and shock you out of the same old routine. This is The Jolt Files with your host, Katherine Berry. Hello, my name's Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional, and I'm here with Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation. We're here to talk to you about acupuncture and how it might help you. We've just been looking at chi, the concept of life energy, life force, or a fundamental driving force between substance and non-substance. So what we're going to be looking at today is how this actually applies to you, how you might experience chi. So, Matt, if you could please tell us, you know, from your experience as a qualified acupuncturist, how does an acupuncturist work with the principles of chi in the human body? The most fundamental way that we work with this in a, in a technical way really has to do with the circulation of chi throughout the organism and especially through the main circulatory pathways, which are usually called meridians or channels. They go by somewhat different names. And we had touched on earlier about how the body is constantly burning energy, so it has to bring in new reserves or new resources from outside the body. The two main ones are food and air, the yin and yang energies from the earth and the sky. And these are brought into the internal system. The internal organs and glands take those raw materials and they process them and refine them and turn them into a kind of chi that the body can store and then it will release and circulate that now refined chi to circulate it to where and when it's needed throughout the body and the main way that it gets the chi where it's needed is through these channels or meridians these main pathways that the main channels are kind of like super highways in a transportation system they are the 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 main arteries of chi transportation but there are actually many sub branches too so an acupuncturist tries to help smooth the the transportation and to adjust the transportation of this refined chi to help your body circulate it when and where necessary. So do these meridians or channels have any correlation between either nerves or nerve pathways from the brain or cardiovascular circulation, either veins or arteries? The meridian system does relate to those two, but it doesn't mirror any known you know, in, in modern physiology, it does not exactly mirror any one system, and that's what's led to a lot of confusion. There has been some discoveries made. People are starting to say, hey, we think we've found the meridians by one means or another with some modern, very high-tech sort of imaging systems or using some uh, uh, isotopes that are able to see small pathways I, I believe that the meridians are actually the spaces between physical structures. And 
So the idea of finding meridians, I don't believe it's a physical substance. I believe the meridians are like the conduits of spaces between other substances. So kind of like if you pour water into a sponge, if you hold a sponge up and down, you know, and you pour water in the top of it, water is going to find its way out. It's going to follow the path of least resistance and come out uh, on the other side. And we could say that path of least resistance were like channels in the body. So that's my personal belief about these pathways because chi is not a substance. Chi is a force. It's going to follow the path of least resistance. And that means going where the, the spaces are, where the nothingness is. That's where chi is able to flow so remarkably and so uh, imperceptibly throughout the body is it, it is the force that's flowing through the spaces uh, in the body and through that it will have spaces where it follows vessels or arteries it'll have spaces where it follows nerves but it will also then deviate from that path because that's where the 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 biggest tunnel of spaces are given that this is an extraordinary web of acupuncture meridians how does an acupuncturist go about learning where these webs or these spaces exist luckily the ancients did the mapping for us uh, you know thousands of years ago so you know acupuncturists when they receive traditional training you know they will be learning about the main and secondary tertiary types of of energy pathways and the acupuncture points are basically spots along those pathways that exert an influence on the working of those pathways. Some of those points are spots where the chi has the greatest tendency to get stuck. Other spots are spots that are known to help to regulate the flow of chi, not only in that channel, but in how that any given channel may connect with another. So I always like to tell people when we when we talk about the uh, the chi pathways, it's kind of like a vast irrigation system in a huge farming enterprise. The the cells of the body are like the different plants being grown in this huge farm, and the main meridians, the chi pathways are like the main irrigation canals and if something causes an obstruction in a in an irrigation canal and blocks the flow of water it's going to tend to then start to uh, flood upstream and overwater the plants on the upstream side and then dry out downstream and underwater the plants on the downstream side and depending on which kind of plants are getting too much water or too little water it may cause different plant diseases or different plant disorders or uh, health issues with different plants. The problem, though, is about the water flow. And I like to say that acupuncturists aren't really horticulturalists using this analogy. We're not necessarily experts on the cells, on the plants. We're, we're experts on the irrigation system. We're like hydrologists. Uh, so our job is to try to understand, based on the traditional training and our own experiences, uh, where the blockages are and what points or what techniques we could use to help break up those blockages, 
to restore the normal flow in the irrigation system. And then we just have to hope that whatever damage was caused, whether it was from overwatering or underwatering, that that damage did not go past the point of no return. Because if you get the water flow back to normal to these plants, then they will heal themselves over time. So that is the, 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 the way the meridian system, the Qi channel system is, is used in acupuncture. We try to understand where the blockages are and what we can do to help resolve those blockages to get the, the water level back, the Qi level back to where it should be and hope that the damage hasn't went past the point of no return so the body will heal itself. Question for you is given that each human body is so different, different shapes and sizes, tall people and short people, and young children through to the elderly. How does an acupuncturist know where these acupuncture points are? How are they measured so it's uniform across each person to know exactly where the points are on this incredibly elaborate meridian system? Well, it's true that that there are lots of different body types and sizes and ages, but the proportions are usually pretty consistent. So the acupuncture points have been cataloged by their relationship to different body landmarks. So like, for example, um, the the crease at the wrist uh, is a landmark and the crease at uh, the area of the elbow is another landmark. So we can look at the, that, that, uh, that distance between there, and it's, it's divided into what we call body inches. And so we have a system of saying, if you take from the elbow crease to the wrist crease is 12 body inches, and then we'll talk about a acupuncture point being three or four or six body inches from this landmark or that landmark. So the, the whole body has been categorized by looking at these different landmarks, different bones, uh, prominences of different bones and things like that, like the ankle bones and things like this. And uh, then a system was developed to divide that so it would be consistent from person to person. So we, we use that to these body inch systems to help us locate the points. But I like to say that the, the body inch system, this gets us in, in the ballpark, you know, this gets us in the area of the point, but experienced acupuncturist and acupressurist will, will learn their own techniques for palpating to zero in on the point. So the whole body inch system using body landmarks uh, helps us to get close, but to, to really zero in, you have to learn to feel for these points. How big is an acupuncture point, and what is it that someone's feeling for? A good roundabout average size of an acupuncture point is about the size of a match head, but within that match head, there's usually going to be a smaller point, not much bigger than the grain of sand, that's really the bullseye of the of the point. So finding match heads is not easy, but finding the grain of sand within the match head, that can be really difficult. But most 
acupuncture points, not all of them because we have points everywhere. We have points on the scalp and points in the ears and things like this. But so many acupuncture points are located on the muscles and tendons, especially near joints, because that's where the tendons have to uh, branch off to connect to the bone and uh, to to hold the the muscle and the tendon, you know, the tendon is part of the muscle that connects to the bone. So it's almost like a spider web as it as it forks off and connects to little bumps in on uh, branches. And these tendons connect to these bones. And many of the acupuncture points are pretty much in the uh, intersection or where where they split off in the in in that fork in the road. Uh, so a lot of times we're feeling, we're trying to find that match head uh, with, within the tissue, especially where that tissue bifurcates or, or splits off. And uh, we often feel for areas of tenderness or some kind of abnormality. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes we're, we're palpating a point and the patient doesn't feel anything they should feel a little something. They don't feel it because it's somewhat blocked off. Um, so there are lots of different techniques that different acupuncturists learn. Uh, the the maps that we have that are based on the body inches, that that gets us in the ballpark. But then you can use these different techniques to kind of feel for some sort of sensitivity, tenderness, or lack of sensitivity to, to help zero in on that match head and hopefully that grain of sand within the match head. So Matt, having talked about this incredible intricate web of the meridian system, how many acupuncture points are there? The main sources list anywhere from 360 to 365. And that's on 12 primary and kind of two special pathways. But my teacher told me that Instead of 360 points, there is really 36,000 points. So, uh, you, you know, pretty much everywhere is a point. It's just the main points that we use, the 360 or 360-some points that most acupuncturists are taught in the training of an acupuncturist, those are actually called the primary points or, you know, the, the kind of mainline points. There are hundreds and in even thousands of then secondary down to tertiary points. And so what we're really trying to do with this system is, like I had mentioned about uh, the irrigation system and that points have this influence in uh, adjusting the chi level within these channel systems, we're trying to find the points that will do the best job of helping to restore the normal flow the balance, getting the chi level where it should be. And the primary points are the ones that we have the most experience in. They're the ones that the ancients, practitioners of this system told us, hey, these are kind of the main control valves, but there are, there are many other control valves along these channels. And at any given time, one of the secondary or tertiary ones might actually be more useful than the main ones. So that's why this system is so complicated and why anybody that tries to learn this system by just taking a short course and, and, and learning a handful of points, it's like, okay, that, that will take care of some things, but 
people can study this their entire lives and and never learn everything there is to learn about the complexity of the body and how to help the body to better regulate itself. My final question for you, Matt, is given that there's you know 360 plus main points plus other secondary and tertiary points, is how many points would somebody expect to have needles inserted in an average acupuncture treatment? Most practitioners are, are going to use certainly more than one or two points, although there are some techniques that call for only a couple few points, usually maybe four points or so. But, uh, you know, a lot of these points, other than the the that central line uh two channels that run up and down the the very midline of the torso the the other channels these these 12 primary pathways are split left and right so often if somebody like for example an acupuncturist wants to use five points they will often use five but on both sides of the body so you may be choosing, uh, the acupuncturist may be choosing five points to try to regulate, to balance out throughout the uh, channel system, but they may then end up using 10 needles because they might, they often will be doing a balanced bilateral type of treatment. So a, a normal number of, of actual needles uh, may be 6, 10, 12, even 20, even a little over 20 needles or so. And, and that may actually be using 3 to 5 to 10 points. And in fact, in, in a survey that we did with acupuncture professional, the average number of needles used was about 12 per treatment. So that fits very much in line with what you're saying, the bilateral needling and, and using different points along the meridian system. So thank you, Matthew Bauer, president of the Acupuncture Now Foundation. You've been listening to Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional. And stay tuned for another episode looking at the magic and wonders of acupuncture. Thanks for listening to The Jolt Files, your electrifying source of healthy East meets West wisdom. Zap over to thejoltfiles.com for exclusive content and special offers. And join us on the next episode to get your spark for life recharged.